Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. And we are here, I promise. I'm just waiting for the theme song. Brainosaur presents the Weekday Warriors of Welcome to the Weekday Warriors of Wrestling for January 18, 2018. Sorry about that hiccup at the beginning. I'm Eric Clancy. Patrick Kelly is here by me. We have an episode for you. Howdy, howdy. Um, we've got, um, we're going to talk about the Raw 25 preview. We're going to talk a little bit about the Royal Rumble. Um, but we're going to start off talking about Wrestle Kingdom, which was um, two weeks ago. I think actually two weeks ago today, right now, or something along those lines. Um, um why don't we <clears throat> let's just go into overall opinions, then we'll go into um match by match. Uh I thought last year's show was better, but I very much did enjoy the show. Um did you have a similar opinion, Patrick? Honestly, I liked it more than you did. I I really, really liked this show. It, it was just by the time it was done, I was like, Man, that's one of the best shows I've ever seen and I, I kind of equated it to watching or binge watching a show on Netflix that you're really enjoying. It's just every match just kept impressing me one after the other. I just really enjoyed it from uh, start yeah. to finish. Out of nine matches, there was one that kind of fell short for me. Other than that, I pretty much liked everything on the we'll card. We'll get to it because I'm 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 almost 97% sure we have the same match. But let's go through these yeah. match by match. Um, <laughs> not going to talk about the Battle Royal. Um, I didn't even watch it, so... Um... I don't care. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, the opening match was the Young Bucks against Rapongi 3K. The Young Bucks beat Rapongi 3K to win the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship back. Um, I thought this match was fine, but it fell short of what I thought it was going to be. See, I think this is probably uh, my favorite Young Bucks match that I've ever seen, and I really you would say I, you would say over Rapongi Vice last year. That one I really liked as well, so it's, I guess it's kind of close. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. I thought maybe it's because the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title match later in the show, the four way, was going to be this wild, bombastic, action packed. Yeah kind of spot-festy type of match. I think the Bucks and Rapongi 3K, it's like, okay, let's kind of hold back on doing that type of stuff and just work a really good, solid, well-paced tag match. And I thought they did exceptionally well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just thought there were there was a few miscommunications. And I guess I'm just like, this was such a – and this will, be, this will be kind of the theme of the night and people that got spots in – 
Wrestle Kingdom that maybe should have gone to someone else. But I I don't know if I thought Rapongi 3K were ready for this uh, just yet. Um, I mean, there were some bits that I liked. I liked the kicking back and forth stuff. I thought that was really good. I thought um, I thought the Young Bucks uh, did a good sell job throughout the most uh, throughout most of it. Um, They've gotten a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just not been what they do. I mean, what they do is what they do, and what what you're paying to see is all the flips and stuff. And you know, I mean, that that's their brand of of action. You know, so um, storytelling generally isn't like a major key with them. It can be. They can do it. It's just that's not what made them famous. You know, so um, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I just want to see a little bit more out of Rapongi 3K because I don't love them yet. Um, so, I yeah. kind of like him, but I think part of that is because uh, I felt like the the junior tag division desperately needed new faces to kind of yes. freshen up and create new matches, and I think they're kind of a breath of fresh air, at least for right now. Yes, I, I well, yes, and I think the <clears throat> the tag divisions are in the weakest shape. I think yes, like you said, the junior more than the heavyweight, um, because I mean the junior heavyweight singles like stuff is fantastic. Like they're they're. Mm-hmm. That that's fine. Heavyweight's fine, obviously. Well, um, they just lost War Machine, so that's going to be a problem. But... Yeah, I just forgot about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's go to our next uh, match. It was the gauntlet match for the open weight, the never open weight uh, six man. Uh, yeah, chaos. that's another aspect that's kind of killing the tag divisions. That they've got three tag divisions, which is a bit much. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I would kill. I would kill the never. Because, like, every match on the show was a title match. Yeah. I know that's the way. I mean, it just, I don't know, whatever. New um, Japan, anyway. Night of Champions. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. <clears throat> so, uh, Chaos won this, and it was the team of uh, Beretta, uh, Toro Yano, um, Ishii, and they beat the Bullet Club team of Fale and uh, G.O.D., um, Elgin and War Machine and Suzuki Goon with Tai Chi. Uh, um, it was Taka, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, no, not not Taka Michinoku. It was uh, Izuka. Um, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, he came out in the dog collar. That was yeah. And uh, Zach Saber Jr. and um, and Taguchi Japan with Juice Robinson, Rescue Taguchi, and Makabe. Um, this was fine. I, I thought this had a lot of good comedy spots that I really liked, and it was... I, I may have placed it somewhere else on the show, because New Japan has a very... Um, nobody does their card placement better than WWE as far as, like, this will go here, and this will go here, and this will break up. Like, New Japan's like, it's just going to go in, in in order of importance, and, uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> that can burn you out a little bit. I liked a lot of the comedy here. The stuff with, uh, like, Yano is always great. I always enjoy watching him. And Taguchi as well uh, gets some good bits in. So there was a lot of good comedy here that I enjoyed. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I just kind of looked at it on paper and thought, oh, it's just an excuse to cram a bunch of guys on the show. But when you saw a bunch of those character interactions, like Yano, who I think is a hoot, and I know the yeah. Internet doesn't like him very much. but I think Do they not? Amazing. Why do they not like him? Because he's not like a traditional type of technical wrestler, strong style guy. He's just he's a comedy act, and you know they don't like that. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, yeah, but uh, uh, one thing I also really liked about this, the pairing of Ishii and Bad Luck Fale, I would definitely like to see more of that match. Yeah, yeah, I think that could be good. Um, mm-hmm. I liked uh, Zack Sabre tapping out War Machine, which I guess makes sense now, given everything. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this is a good spot for most of these guys. Um, this is the spot, like, last year you'd expect, like, Tenzon and, like, um, Kojima and stuff to be in, but they're now, they're just in the Battle Royals now. I, I think they're, like, very, very slowly being phased out. Like, Nagata may have been in this, ma- this like, um, level of match last year, but now um, right. we're seeing different guys. <clears throat> um, okay, next up was uh, Kotobushi versus Cody. Um, and I this fucking was, love this match. Yeah, this match was great, especially that disgusting crossroads off the, the apron to the floor, which, like, legitimately for, like, a second, I thought, like, paralyzed Ibushi. Like, it was so nasty looking. And you saw the other angles, and he didn't really... Hit him that bad, which was a relief. But man, yeah, this was good stuff, and this was um, this was top notch stuff. And 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 Brandy did a great job, and uh, yeah, killing this, her inner Bobby Heenan a little bit. Uh, yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought I thought this was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. It was, and it was just two guys of kind of clashing styles. Cody more the old school heel with a bunch of his cheating tactics, and Ibushi like the respectable athletic type. And I thought they meshed together perfectly. I thought it was uh, on most other shows this would have been the match of the night, but we've got more to go here. But I, I thought these guys did amazingly well. Yeah, and this story continues tomorrow, uh, or I'm sorry, continued the next day at the New Year's Dash, which we'll talk about after we're done with this. But mm-hmm. um, which has major implications for I think how the New Japan's going to focus their U.S. storylines and branding, which I think is very important. But um <clears throat> okay, so next we have LIJ, which would be Evil and Sonata, one of these wrestlers I like very much, the other one I do not. Um against <laughs> the Killer Elite Squad for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Um one second. Um Sorry. Um And uh okay, so this was super weird. Like they did this whole like Killer Elite Squad just destroyed Lij the whole the whole match, and then they, you know, they they're like, oh, it's like going in a halftime down forty two to three, and then winning. And I, I don't know, I just like I understand why it was booked that way. Lij aren't really faces, so I don't understand, and I don't like, I don't know. It's just I thought it was odd booking, like not bad, just weird. I think LIJ were kind of treated that way here because the crowd itself was very pro LIJ and they are super over with the audience over there. So even if they're not technically faces, they get treated like they're faces by the audience. So I I think they just kind of booked the match in that direction. And honestly, I, I I really like Archer and Davey boy as a team. Oh yeah. They're a great team. They're big. Yeah. I kind of, I hadn't seen them in a while and I was like, wow, I forgot how good these guys were. Yeah, they are. The only issue, I mean, like, you know, Archer got, like, injured, I think, at the early part of last year. Mm-hmm. It was Archer, I think, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've been, like, they've, they've built through stuff. But, yeah, they're a good team. Um, they got a lot of good big man teams. Uh, I like it. Okay, next match, I, um, uh, why is it saying no seconds? Um, uh, Next was the Goto, the Hiroki Goto and Minoru Suzuki match, 
for the Never Openweight Championship. It was hair versus hair, and it would be like, I guess, Goto's last shot at the, the title because Suzuki thought he wasn't worthy. I thought this was so good. Um, yes. Like, I would say it's my... I think it's probably like third favorite match of the night on this show. Um, I thought it was great. Um, like, Suzuki might be a thousand years old, but he can still perform. And and just, part of it, he's also legitimately frightening. Like, you just look yeah, at him and he's like, like I don't a goblin. That guy. Like, he looks like a little, like, like elvish nightmare creature. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. I love him. Yeah, so I, I like the idea of Goto like needing to prove himself and come. It's very like samurai esque, like a uh, respect story, and I like that. And I love, as most people did, I love the finish with Suzuki getting pulled away, and um, and then realizing he's getting pulled away and saying no, and then he goes back and shaves his own head. Such a just a powerful moment. And for people that like, I don't know if there's any more people that say that this anymore, but like, oh. In Japan, it's just high spots, which I mean, it's not. But but you know, like this is a that's a storytelling moment. That's a character moment, you know. Um, so so that I thought was really well done, and and some some really good stuff. Some of those slaps back and forth, man. Holy shit, were those brutal? Yeah, it's like it's you look at that and it's like, man, Suzuki, he could he could probably paint my house if he wanted to, but with his bare hands, but. Yeah, I thought all the stuff here was really well done. And like you said, the ending with Suzuki uh, shaving his own head. It's one of those moments where you compare what New Japan does with WWE. WWE would have had him running around acting like a coward, you know, and make kind of a comedy spot out of it. But this one was a little bit handled with a little bit more nuance and a little bit more grace and uh, was a lot more satisfying because of it. Unless he was Triple H, then he would have been handled with grace. (laughs) Yeah, well, Triple H is the biggest badass in the history of ever, Eric. He's, He's the coolest the guy in the room who pees his pants. Um, he would know if his wife was cheating on him. Yeah, he would know. We can never bring that story up ever. Um, okay, so the next match was, I think, my second favorite match of the night. And this was the four-way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, which I was super looking forward to. And holy shit, Patrick, was I not disappointed by this thing. Oh, my God. The WWE's Cruiserweight division looks really inferior by comparison now. It's like these, you know, when people say that they're not really digging uh, the WWE's Cruiserweights right now, I think this is the type of match that they want. Just yes. pure action, start to finish. And even with all the action, you still got a sense of who these characters were and their personalities really shine through in spite of all the high spots that they were doing. And Marty Skrull, I think, is great. I think Will yes. Ospreay is that great. That entrance was such a star-making moment for him. It was so awesome, especially when you consider it later against Kenny Omega's, where Kenny Omega's costume, I love Kenny Omega. His match with Jericho was fantastic. His costume looked like it was made in a garage by children. Um, <laughs> it, it was very low-rent, and Skrull's, um, Skrull's costume and entrance was just fantastic. Yes. Uh, yeah, I thought all four guys did really well here. Uh, Takahashi, who I guess star power-wise was kind of the least known of the four, and I thought he more than held his own in there with those guys. And uh, all of them did great. It was just a pure action-packed spectacle from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess outside of Japan, Takahashi is, but like, I mean, I feel like beating Kushida last year was a big moment for him, and he had a, he had a pretty mm-hmm. good run with the title this year. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, and and I think the story they told 
only led to Osprey winning. Like it was really the only thing that that had to happen. Um, right. So I thought that was great. Um, yeah, it, like I can't say enough about this match. Like the spots that they did, everybody got a chance to shine. There was a ch- chance to shine. There was never any slowdown. Everybody it was always picking up the uh, the slack. It was just it was a, such a great match. I I loved it so much. Just at the end, I was just like exhausted after watching this. Yeah, we still got three matches to go. <laughs> yes, and maybe my exhaust maybe my exhaust could have explained why I wasn't into it and maybe why the crowd wasn't into this next match, which I think, Patrick, you're going to agree with me. I think we're in agreement that this match was a letdown. Mm-hmm. And that was Tanahashi defeating Jay White to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, this was kind of a misfire. I know there were a lot of question marks on Jay White and whether or not, you know, is he going to look like he belongs in the ring with someone the caliber of a Tanahashi and are they going to be able to deliver? Because this is a big spot. It's, you know, brand new character that they're pushing and uh, they're giving him a big spotlight match at their biggest show of the year. And then you watch it and it's just kind of like, well, let, let me answer your question. Is he going to look out of place with, in the ring with Tanahashi? The answer was yes. It was completely a hundred percent. Yes. Yes, he did. He did. And he didn't do anything to really get the character over or stand out. It was just a very basic match where Tanahashi wins and it's like, okay, what was the point of this? Yeah, and I don't have a problem with Tanahashi, but like it was just this it was just a match and not a great one and like I think we were all waiting to see Jericho and Omega and then previously the, the four way was way better and like I don't know. I think of like to me this has parallels of a of the Velveteen Dream Alistair Black match from NXT. Mm-hmm. I think of like an established superstar, it's very old over and a new guy who's been around, but hasn't hasn't had hasn't really had a pay per view match or anything. And what do you do with it? And I just remember Patrick Clark and Velveteen as Velveteen Dream, just really like just taking it to the next level. And Jay White was fine. I mean, he sold well. His moves were crisp. There's nothing wrong with him, but there was nothing that's just like I don't really I don't care. And I don't think the audience in the Tokyo Dome cared either. Like, they were silent for most... Not like... Not the good kind of silent. The silent where it's like, they don't care. Um, It was not the reaction that was gotten for the previous two matches, and it was not the reaction that they got for the following two matches. So, I was like... Yeah, I I, I thought this was... um, I thought this was a disappointing match. I didn't think it was very good. No, and I think how I probably would have handled this, I think like you said, I think people were just looking forward to the two main events. I probably would have done a thing where Jay White just beats the crap out of Tanahashi and takes the title because they've been telling the whole story that Tanahashi's injured, which is true. Yeah. I just make a story out of that and try to like get him off to a good start right off the bat. And instead, it, it looked like they were trying to tell that story, but then Tanahashi just won, and Jay White didn't really do anything to stand out. So just kind of felt yeah, like he's just another guy. white noise. Yeah, yeah, it was just white, white noise, noise the entire That's time. Good. All right, so we're in agreement. Now, let's go to, Patrick, what I felt was my favorite match of the evening. was Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. And I, like, I was really, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, You and I have talked about this many times. There There is a tendency, it seems, whether coincidence or not, when Jericho is put into a big spot, 
or a position to steal the show, or he's in a feature match. Especially never, WrestleMania. Never, yeah, and and this is essentially a WrestleMania. So, do you get that opportunity? Well, uh, he doesn't quite do it in a lot of cases. He can steal the show from underneath uh, Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 19, but if, I mean, then you're working against Shawn Michaels. So, you know, that doesn't really like. Can you do it if you're the guy? You know, um, this match was, I thought, fantastic. Um, make no mistake about it, Kenny Omega carried this match physically because Jericho looked very old, but Jericho's ability to tell a story is as young and crisp as ever. So Kenny selling as well as he did and taking a lot of the big moves really helped this match. I kind of like the story of Jericho just bringing the violence to Omega and Omega, who generally doesn't thrive in that kind of environment, um, just trying to overcome it and to out-wrestle him, to, to beat him how he would be, beat a normal guy and, and eventually having to take it to the next level by like hitting that one-winged angel on the steel chair. But I thought the match was great. I thought it was the match of the night. Um, it, uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be that good. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed this match. I thought he did a lot for the IWGP US title. I think it brings a lot of legitimacy to that. And, uh, yeah, I was very, very happy with this. Yeah, everybody involved in this, uh, everybody from Jericho to Omega to even the company as a whole, uh, they all came out looking like megastars when this was done because yeah. it just – it was a match that had a lot of hype around it and a lot of question marks, too. It's like, all right, how's Jericho going to do in this type of environment at his age? And I thought everyone kind of brought their A game and far surpassed any and all expectations that I had for it. And my hat's off to him. I thought the match was incredible. Yeah. Um, and obviously we're not done with Jericho in New Japan, as we'll talk about for the New Year's Dash stuff in a moment. And then we have the main event. A lot of people were not happy with this match because of the results. Um, I enjoyed this match. Um, I thought I would put it behind Omega and Jericho, the four-way and the never-openweight match. But to me, uh, like I'll say this again, I support the decision to, for Okada to go over Naito. I know everybody wanted like Naito to go over, and they thought that that was what needed to happen. I, I disagree. Like First of all, I think Okada's money. I do not think Naito is in Okada's league. I think he's a good wrestler. I think he's a really good wrestler. Probably top ten in the world, sure. But Okada's like the guy. He like and, and I, I just I say that as a guy who just continually time in and time out puts on amazing performances, the likes of which we have not seen. No matter who the opponent is, he is able to get an amazing match out of them. He is able to tell different types of stories. He is able to do different types of matches. He can do so many different things. I don't see the reason to take the belt off of him. You're telling another story where where Okada's unbeatable. Nobody can beat this guy. The closest guy has been Omega. Closer than Naito, closer than anybody else. And to me, and I said this before Wrestle Kingdom, Patrick, uh, if you remember, like that's still the story. We've got an Omega win at the G1. We've got an Okada win at Wrestle Kingdom. And we've got a draw at Dominion where Okada was about to beat Omega, but, you know, we'll see. There's another match there, and it's a lot of money. I don't know if we can do it yet, as you saw in New Year's Dash. And, 
if you guys didn't see New Year's Dash the next night, um, they pushed further towards the bullet club fracturing that they had kind of flirted with over the summer where Cody had a bunch of his guys take down Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, who he's a bad guy, but you know, he, he, Kota Ibushi used to be his tag team partner. So there's no reason to do that. Also, there's no reason for a guy to act like he's the bullet club leader. So they had a little issue. So Omega and, and Cody is going to have a thing going down. Um, so I, I, I think to me, you can do some more stuff with Naito and Okada, but the fact is I thought Okada going over was the right call. Yeah, I I think I said this in our preview. I could have gone either way. I see your part of it where I think there's definitely money in Okada versus Omega-3 for the title. Um, that is definitely a match they could do and one that I would fully be in favor of, especially continuing Okada's current reign, which is, as of today, or I think back late last year sometime, it became the longest reign of the IWGP World Heavyweight title ever. Yeah, uh, still so hit two years that. in, like, June. Yeah, something like that. And um, and in Nido's case, I could kind of see, well, I mean, he's got that four-year buildup into him with the whole story of his development, his fall and rise in uh, getting back to the Wrestle Kingdom main event. So I could have seen a title change here as like the payoff to that and making something really great out of it. So I, I guess you could say I didn't really have a horse in the race because I could go either way. And I think my mindset allowed me to be kind of on the edge of my seat because I didn't know who was going to win. And yeah, I was shocked when Okada won. I thought Naito was going over. Yeah, the last 10 minutes of that match, I was just like, oh, my God, every counter, every finisher they hit, I was just completely enthralled by it. I, I thought the main event was great. So, um, you know, yeah, this was, uh, go ahead. Uh, this was one of those shows where, you know, you could ask 10 different people what their match of the night was, and you'd probably get, at least six or seven different answers. There were just that many really good matches on this show. Yeah, yeah and I think a lot of people think that, like, oh, he's got to be the, the, the champion. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I mean, you can tell a different story with Naito. You can tell a story where, you know, Sonata's going up against Sakata at New Beginning. Maybe Sonata kicks out of, like, three Rainmakers or something. Maybe Sonata mm-hmm. gets closer to beat Okada than Naito does, and Naito starts feeling a little bit of pressure here that, Hey, it's my time, but this young kid in my group who has not really even had singles fuse at this point is catching up rapidly. Maybe that makes Naito a paranoid man. Maybe that makes him a more sinister man. Like, There's different things you can go with this. It doesn't have to just be Naito's the champion and he's great. You know, there's there's other things. So I think oh, yeah. that's interesting. And he's going to be working with Jericho, which clearly New Japan sees a lot in Naito if they're going to give him that match. Yeah, no, they think yeah, and so so that's the uh, and that's the other thing you know having Jericho so New Year's Dash is now like the the Raw after WrestleMania so much. Um, last year they had Suzuki Goon appear. This year, uh, Jericho attacks Naito, which like it's so funny like how well he's worked us and like you know first it was like <laughs> oh I think New Japan sucks and Kenny Omega's overrated. Then he's like oh then they have a match and they do really well with it. And then, um, uh, and then um, he has this. Um, th- then Naito's like, "We're the main event." Jericho's like, "No, we are." Shut up! And we're like, "Oh, that's another thing." And then they they turn it into a match, you know. It's like just so well done, and I think it's really really important them having Jericho in that California show. I mean, because 
I mean, they, they did really well with selling out those arenas last year, and they could have sold more, and now they're going to 5,000, but they definitely want to make sure they hit that 5,000, and I think having Jericho there is, like, a key uh, a key thing to have there, because they're... So, so now, as far as, like, U.S. draws that they have, let's, let's say you throw all the Japanese names out, but you have Jericho, you have Cody, you have... Um, Omega. Yeah, you have Omega. And then, you know, as far as Japanese wrestlers that most people know, you have Okada, you have Tanahashi. Naito's pretty much there. And you got guys like Zack Sabre Jr. and Marty Skrull that people have heard of. So you've got a lot of guys. you got Young Bucks. You've got a lot mm-hmm. of guys you can put on that show that are really going to sell some tickets. So um, I think they're really crafty so far as how they're, they're setting up these U.S. shows. Um, you know, and the March stuff is going to be going around as a build-up to WrestleMania, so I think people are going to be in a kind of a fever pitch for wrestling. But I think it's super smart and good on Jericho for, like, you know, giving them a little bit. It's going to help everybody with the competition. And, uh, yeah. It's, it helps it's, the business as a whole. And that's yeah, it good does. to see. It helps Jericho. It helps New Japan. It helps WWE. It helps everybody. I mean, WWE doesn't know what helps WWE, but it helps them because it lights the fire it can't, them. Exactly, and that's something that they need. They, uh, you know, how many times have we said WWE stagnant, WWE boring? It's like, well, give them a little reason to motivate them, and this helps. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, really, really, really good show. I loved it. I, I loved it almost from start to finish. It was, uh, and this was a, how long was it? Five and a half, six hours? A little too long. I wish they would have shortened it a little bit. Yeah, I. I don't know. It's weird. I didn't feel it. Like I was kind of like, okay, put on the next match. The only lull in the entire show was the IC title match. That was it. Yeah, I agree. Everything else worked for me. Yeah. All right. So why don't we uh, take a look at Raw 25? Sure. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's take a look at old Raw. Is it going to be a clip show without being a clip show? Is it going to be like... There's that's just what, all, that's what all Raw anniversary shows are, essentially. They're live-action <laughs> clip shows. <laughs> oh, goody. Um, let's see here. Did you watch the Mixed Match Challenge, by the way? I did not. I didn't care enough. It looked interesting, but then I'm just like, yeah, I don't have time to do this. It, it's a bunch of mixed tags. I'm like, yeah, that's not really that interesting. Well, I can still buy tickets to WWE Raw. Which one? The the 25th anniversary. Really? Where's yeah. it being held? Barclays Center. Okay. Yeah, they still have tickets. They're doing great. Um, <laughs> but Undertaker and Cena are going to be there. They're going to make their WrestleMania match. It. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, fuck that shit. First of all, first of all, does John Cena really need to beat The Undertaker? I'm not saying this to protect The Undertaker. I'm like, why does John Cena need to do this? Second of all, fuck you, Undertaker. Go the fuck away. You embarrassed yourself. Everybody's like, oh, boy, I'm really sad that Roman Reigns beat The Undertaker. I don't really care that much because The Undertaker was so fucking awful in that match. He could barely stand up straight. Why do we not learn from his horrible performances and then be like, oh, I think we should just let him come back next year and beat Bray Wyatt or wrestle John Cena? Like, what the fuck? 
I don't know. Well, people were saying that. It's like, oh, I'm so upset that Roman got to be the one that beat him. Honestly, that match turned out so poorly, I kind of felt bad for Roman that he had to be out yeah. there and try to make something out of it. It was like, man, what a tough Well, everybody's like, in. that match was bad. I'm like, that's not Roman's fault. Like, I'm not a Roman Reigns fan, but what the fuck is he supposed to do? Make travel back in time and get Mark Calloway from 1998? Yeah, some guys could work with someone with that many limitations. Uh, Shawn Michaels probably being the most notable one, but... Not everybody has that skill set, and, you know, if Undertaker's as bad as he is, maybe you shouldn't book him in a 30-minute main event. I'm just I'm yeah. just saying. Well, I think WWE got really fucking cocky with how good they thought Undertaker was because they're like, oh, <laughs> look at all these great matches he had. Yeah, yeah, who did he have the matches with? Shawn Michaels twice, Triple H twice, CM Punk. Yeah, those guys are fairly good at what they do. And then they're like, oh, Brock Lesnar can't have a great match with him. Oh, oh, Bray Wyatt's not going to have a great match. Oh, Shane McMahon. Like, oh, what a fucking shocker. Like, really? It, well, in Shane's defense, he almost killed himself <laughs> to practically yeah. save that match. But it's like, yeah, Shane McMahon having to be a suicide diver kind of made you forget how bad that match was. Yeah. So, um uh, who's who's returning on this show? Let me pull it up. Um, uh, okay, hold on. I got they it. I they got gave it. us a list on Raw this week. I got it. Okay, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who will like, stun the revival or something. Um, the Undertaker, Degeneration X. It's to me, it's so weird that they're like Degeneration X. Like Triple H is there all the time, so it's like he's he's in his DX skin, you know. Um, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler that'll be interesting just to have that like that's actually a good selling point Um, the Dudley boys, Ric Flair Scott Hall, Kevin Ash although Kevin Ash just said he cannot make it Eric Bischoff, that'll be I guess interesting Uh, the guys you don't see every day are the ones that'll be more interesting Chris Jericho is apparently going to be there that will be fascinating, yeah. <laughs> considering what he just did. But <laughs> yeah, uh, New Age Outlaws, JBL, like JBL's like on fucking SmackDown. Like, really? Um, mm-hmm. Wait, is JBL still on SmackDown? No, he's gone now, right? I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. I've heard him. I don't know. Years. I haven't watched SmackDown in forever. I don't know who's calling it. Ron Simmons, uh, The Godfather, Brother Love, The Boogeyman. Teddy Long, Million Dollar Man, John Lorna. John Laurinaitis is a fun one because we haven't seen him in such a long time. I hope he brings back people power. Um, <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, Bella Twins, Jacqueline, Terry Reynolds, Tori Wilson, Maria Canellis, Michelle McCool, and Kelly Kelly. Wait, we're um, getting Jacqueline and Terry Reynolds? Can we get a PMS reunion? Yeah, where's Sean Stasiak? Yeah. <laughs> um, Good old meat. The Rock might fight. Yeah, meat, yeah. The Pretty Mean Sisters. Vince Russo loves puns. Yeah. It's amazing that he didn't come up with NWA TNA. Yeah, that is kind of amazing. Because that has him written all over it, but nope. Yeah. Um, so, what? who came up with that? I think Jerry Jarrett did. Oh, man. Well, you know. <laughs> you listen to the 
the re- something to wrestle with podcast, right? Yeah. Apparently, there's a um, there's a uh, YouTube clip that says Jerry Jarrett shoots on Jeff Jarrett hating him. <laughs> that seems like that. Uh, also, I love this. Jerry Jarrett, trained by Tojo Yamamoto. That's the last <laughs> person you'd expect to train. Um, A southern wrestler. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this show I feel like is going to be the exact same as all the old school Raws, where, like, all the old guys go over anyone under, like, 30, and then they're like, why don't we have any stars? Nobody can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, I do expect a couple of, like, WrestleMania announcements to come out of it. Like, if they do Cena Taker, they'll probably make that match official at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's going to be... <clears throat> that's going to be terrible. It's going to be so bad. Well, well, here's the other thing. If Cena doesn't face Taker, is he going to be the one that wins the Royal Rumble? Apparently, uh, Daniel Bryan's name has shot up in the betting. Ooh, Interesting. Um, let's see what the current betting is. Um, maybe, I guess, if they just want to, like, do that. I don't know. Uh, okay, so. How high is Ziggler's name up there? Just out of curiosity. Very, pretty high, actually. Yeah, because he did that bit where he forfeited the U.S. title, and I'm like, hmm, wonder what they did that for. All right, so here we go. Um. Oh, they've got, I think this is the highest. I'm terrible with odds, but they have Nakamura at 11 and 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Reigns at 5 to 2. Okay. Daniel Bryan at 5 to 1. Uh, Dolph Ziggler at 4 to 1. John Cena at 9 to 2. Braun Strowman at 5 to 1. And Finn Balor at 7 to 1. Okay. Um, is Strowman going to be in the Rumble since he's in the title match? Yeah. Um, I, I would assume he's not, but I don't know they've done weirder stuff. Than, they did. I mean, Roman was in it last year. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> I feel like... I think if they want to salvage Nakamura, that's probably the way to go. Then you can do a Nakamura-AJ match that uh, everybody seems to want. We'll we'll love, because it'll be great. um, I don't know. Maybe Ziggler could be good. Um, That could be interesting. Give him, like, an actual top heel run. I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. (laughs) He's already stop-started so many times, I don't know how to feel. Um, I don't know. The Daniel Bryan thing is just so weird, because it's just been so long. And I guess they're just, like, going to... Yeah, and there are news headlines out there. It's like, oh, I want to wrestle again, and WWE was like, no, you can't. But are yeah. they working us like Jericho was? I, I don't know. I don't know. They're not really that good with that stuff. Uh, however, EC3 and um, possibly Bobby Lashley uh, look like they'll be in the Rumble. Ooh. I think... Interesting. Uh, now, EC3's a guy I like. And, yes, me too. Yeah, and I, I feel like he was kind of impacts diamond in the rough for the last few years. So, you know, if he gets a big run out of it, good for him. 
Yeah, I think I think he'll get a big. T- former TNA stars, for whatever reason, get huge pops in WWE. <laughs> Maybe more people watch it than we think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that'll be good. I wonder if he's going to be Derek Bateman again. I, I you can keep the characters. You can keep the character the same, just like he just is not related to Dixie Carter. Yeah, I think he owns the name Ethan he Carter. He does, III. but it's like I don't. Are they going to even want to use that? Like, does it, it doesn't really mean anything in their world. Yeah, that's true. So, um, okay. What well, else we I got? mean, technically, Dixie's not even with Impact anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, but I'm ju- I'm just saying I don't think they care enough or know anything about Dixie. Right. Right. Um. Unless they need to do a Kurt Angle doc or something. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Austin Aries is the new uh, Impact champion. Is that what their title is called now? I, I think so. It's like, I know, didn't they change it to like the Impact Global Championship? Yes, he's the Impact Global Champion. Ah, that's... In 2017, it had, I do not, ki- I am not kidding you, one, two, three... Five names. The TNA <laughs> so World what? Heavyweight Championship, the Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship, the Unified Global Force Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship, the Global Force Wrestling Global Championship, and now the Impact Global Championship. I kid you not, that's all in 2017. Yeah, 2017 was kind of a mess for them, which <laughs> I, I keep waiting for that company to die. Like, How are they still around? I don't understand it. It defies all logic. It is amazing. This company has been around, I'm pretty sure, longer than WCW was. You would be correct, yeah. I think That's WCW, insane. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I, they've been around longer than ECW. Uh, it's insane. I don't understand it. Yeah. It is fucking nuts. Um, I guess if you don't make it to the mountaintop, you don't have as far to fall. And it's yeah. easier to recover? I, I don't know. I guess. Um, look at this list. I want to I wanna see when I stopped watching Impact. Let's see. <laughs> um, Angle. Angle again. Sting. Angle. Joe. Sting. Foley. Angle. AJ. RVD. Um, <clears throat> Jeff Hardy. Mr. Anderson, Jeff Hardy, Sting, Mr. Anderson, Sting, Kurt Angle, James Storm, Bobby Roode, Austin Aries, Jeff Hardy. Um, wait, the main event at Bound for Glory was Jeff Hardy and Austin Aries, really? Um, yep. Oh. Uh, I remember Bull- that show, yeah. yeah. Bully Ray, Chris Sabin, uh, Bully Ray. <laughs> AJ Styles, uh, Magnus, Eric Young, Lashley, Bobby Roode, Lashley, Kurt Angle, EC3, Matt Hardy, EC3, Matt Hardy, Drew Galloway, Lashley, Eddie Edwards, Lashley, Alberto El Patron, Eli Drake, Austin Aries. Man, a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I'm just like, this is... Kurt Angle is a six-time uh, champion. 
Magnus, by the way, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's the current NWA World Heavyweight Champ. He is owned by Billy Corgan. Yep, he owns the NWA for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Um, yeah. All right, uh, what else we get to talk about? Anything interesting? Uh, well, Paige's in-ring career is over, apparently. Yes, it is, it is. Um, that's so, um, like, like, tragic. She's 25 years old. Yeah, she's, uh, what a what a series of tragedies for her with all the bad luck, with all the, the video leaks and all that other yeah. stuff. And now to have this happen, it's like, God, good Lord. Yeah, yeah. Her it relationship is. with Alberto went south, I mean... Yeah, it's kind been a, a terrible year. Like, yes. Um, ugh. Um, and it was like, it's like a neck thing, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you've seen the video clip, but uh, where Sasha kicked her in the back. I haven't seen and it. Apparently, yeah, apparently that's what did it. It looked um, like Sasha hit her really hard. So I don't know if that was a shoot or just she was just being careless and something unfortunate happened. I don't know. But it was, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Gonna change the ending to fighting with my family. <laughs> the movie. That's gonna be a. I mean, are they like amending the movie while it's in production? Because it seems like she just. You can do that. So. Yeah, maybe. it's it's like she keeps hitting some new headline in the news somewhere, and it's like, man, that should probably be in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So, uh, okay. I think that's most of it, right? Yeah, I think we're good. All right. Um, okay, cool. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We definitely appreciate it. Check out thebrainstore.com, our Facebook page, and our Twitter. Um, uh, Weekday Wars Wrestling. We really appreciate it. Uh, but for Mr. Patrick Kelly and Mr. Eric Clancy, we are signing off. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.